Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome NBA strategy show. It is going to be a long one today. Actually, that's not true. I'm going to let my man Alex Baker at awesome DFS on the Twitters run with this one a little bit because we've got a ton of games to break down on this Wednesday slate coming off a three game slate yesterday. Now on to 12. I, of course, am Dave Lochran at Lafayette underscore D on Twitter, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. Give the both of us a follow while you're at it. It makes us feel good. And having a Twitter account for NBA is pretty important to the process. Alex, what's up, brother? What's up, man? Yeah, don't expect any uh, useful content following me. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> today is slate. I think uh, we got we got a pretty good one. It's 12 games. That's always a little bit anxiety-causing because of the flood of news. So following all the, the shows leading up to lack will be big. And then, I mean, there's it seems like every day with a big slate, there's like a postponement or two like later in the night, which has been kind of wild because then you have to like change every lineup. So hopefully just a normal slate, but we got to expect worst. Yeah, you're right, though. Uh what was it, two days ago, right? We saw the after lock, we saw San Antonio game get postponed. So we just have to pay close attention to that, and hopefully we'll get that news sooner than later, if it happens at all. You ready to dive into this? Yeah, that's it. All right, let's make it happen. And, guys, hit that thumbs up for us. It's greatly appreciated. It helps us a ton. But more importantly, and uh, I'm sure you're all very happy to hear this, we are 500 subs away from 5K, or 50K, Alex. We're 500 away to get there by the Super Bowl. Going to do a monster giveaway. But more importantly, it just helps us a ton. It's totally free to support us here on the channel. So if you think we've helped you along the way, maybe you're new and you like what you've heard, subscribe. Hit that red button. Turn it a different color and hit the thumbs up while you're at it. It's greatly appreciated. And now it is time to jump into it. Indianapolis, I did it again. Indiana at Charlotte. The the spread on this one is really tight, Alex, 0.5. So basically just the hook. Pacers are 0.5-point dogs here, 219.5-point total. Uh, one of the big questions, I was surprised we even had a line at this point, is Demonis Sabonis is, is questionable. He had a clean MRI, but it was enough to get him an MRI, which to me says something at least coming into this. What are we doing with the Pacers side of the ball against the Charlotte Hornets today? 
Yeah, the good thing this is the first game because we'll definitely want this news. Yep. Uh, if Sabonis plays, I mean, I think he's a tremendous fantasy uh, option. Uh, and Char- <clears throat> Charlotte's not really going to be anything scary. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised there's a line, too. Um, the starting lineup of Holiday and McDermott, uh, ha- they've been playing pretty good minutes, so they could be options, but not very exciting. But if Sabonis is out, that totally changes the slate. Jeremy Lamb started the second half last game, and he played ridiculous minutes, which was encouraging because he's coming off uh, a long extended injury. So in the last game, Jeremy Lamb saw 33 minutes. He's 5,100 on DraftKings and 5,200 on FanDuel. So I said price him up a little bit. But still would be a pretty good option if uh, if Sabonis is ruled out. Yeah, I mean, the whole Sabonis thing is big, not only for him, but also, or not only for a couple of these peripheral guys, but Miles Turner as well. You have to think that uh, while he's not the greatest rebounder, you know his rebound rate comes up pretty significantly with Sabonis off the floor, and he's going to continue to see big minutes in what should be a close game. Outside of the Sabonis news, though, like I guess really everything is contingent upon this, Alex, because... Um, by the way, Karis LeVert seemingly had what could have been life-saving surgery, so good for him. I don't know when he's going to come back, but uh, he's expected to make a full recovery. Uh, you talk about the, the peripheral guys, but if Sabonis is out, that does so much for pretty much everyone, from Turner to Brogdon to Jeremy Lamb. So this is pretty much a team that we have to evaluate with, uh, with Sabonis and then without him because it changes so much having a guy with his usage rate, his assist rate, his rebound rate, it affects everything on the floor for the Pacers. Definitely. Yeah, this will be huge news. So I'm doing a little query on NBA Wowie to see what this does to Miles Turner's rates because Sabonis is the the rebounder on the team. Now, when I run this query with Sabonis off the court, Miles Turner's rebound rate increases about 25%. So that makes a huge difference. The price isn't great. He's 7,500. So on DraftKings, 7,100 on FanDuel is a little better. And uh, FanDuel plays a little bit more into his game where he blocks a lot of shots. It's a pretty good block shot matchup. He'd be good. The main guy to look at would be Malcolm Brogdon, I think, because he would definitely see his assist and usage numbers spike. And so he's out on the court 40 minutes a game, some games. So. That sounds pretty appealing. So when you're talking about the Charlotte Hornets, and this is something Adam Sher and I discussed on the deeper dive just the other day. Um, I look at a team where you have Gordon Hayward, you have Terry Rozier, you have Devontae Graham, you have LaMelo Ball. All of them, they're not priced within the same tier anymore, but they're not really far. They're not spread all that far apart. So you've got a team where, Nobody really stands out from night to night. LaMelo Ball would if he was getting the minutes, but we're actually seeing his minutes trend downward at times. Alex playing only 21 minutes last game. How do you break down a Charlotte team where there's no bona fide number one, there's no number two, and there's no number three? I guess you could argue that the number one is Hayward, but when you work in fantasy point-per-minute production and minutes – Either some guys are playing more minutes as lower fantasy point per minute guys and other guys are better fantasy point per minute guys with lower minutes. And it all kind of averages out to something very similar for all of them. 
Yeah, I mean, Hayward, uh, he seems to be the guy on this team that really has consistent numbers. He's uh, averaging 35 minutes a game on the year. And uh, with him coming on the team, we've seen Graham and Rozier have their assist and usage numbers go down. So they aren't as exciting as they once were in fantasy. Lamelo is a little bit intriguing because he's been so amazing when he's been on the court. But as you're saying, he has to really play well to get those extra minutes to play ahead of Rozier and Graham. <clears throat> so really, this uh, this seems probably a little bit of an afterthought today. Okay. Yeah, and, and Hayward, the issue there is he's the one that's priced up quite a bit more than these other guys. Mm-hmm. He has been playing well. His minutes look great. Um, but it seems like a price that could be difficult to get to. You said the entire team pretty much an afterthought for you? Yeah. All right, then let's talk about the Detroit Pistons and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Pistons on the road in Cleveland uh, coming into this game as two and a half point dogs, 214 total. This is not exactly a game that they get you up in the morning, Alex. <laughs> We've got two teams that are playing at, well, Detroit Pistons and the Cavs playing at a bottom five pace, both of them averaging under 100 possessions per 48 minutes, which really is not exciting. But maybe we can pull something out of here. Maybe there's an injury or two that stands out to us with Blake Griffin's sideline. Um, he's resting, by the way. Is Jeremy Grant somebody that we can start with here on the Detroit Pistons? Because he's getting up there in price. Yeah, I think Jeremy Grant is a really solid option. We got Blake Griffin out for this one. So that should increase the numbers of uh, the other guys around him. Uh, Derek Rose is back for this game. That doesn't affect Jeremy Graham, but I wouldn't go back to DeLon Wright, who had a big game the other night. So um, Grant, he's been a really high usage guy. He's uh, doing enough uh, as far as peripherals to justify his absurd salary, averaging 36 minutes a game. So I don't see any red flags there. Um, with Blake Griffin out, we got to expect that Sadiq Bay. We'll jump in the starting lineup. He had a really bad game the last time he started. The last two times he started, he's been oh. terrible. <laughs> yeah, I, I try not to have a memory that goes back that far in DFS. <laughs> but uh, yeah, exactly. But yeah, he's uh, he's a rookie. He's not that good. He's gonna have off games, and he's not that far ahead of other guys in this Pistons roster, like Sekou Dumboya, who's a sophomore that they're trying to develop. So with Bay being only 3,400 on DraftKings, I think he's a nice lineup filler, but I'm not going to really slam him in, you know. Um, and then Plumley center is always tough, but when he gets some minutes, he's been pretty good. The price is reasonable. It's just uh, that center rotation. Sometimes I bring in Okafor, and that third center really clogs it up. Yeah, it's tough with Plumley because he's just always going to be a, a pretty low usage player, but he's been a spectacular rebounder this season. And like you said, when the minutes are there, uh, it's been even more impressive from him. So I don't know. I, mean, I, I was trying to see where he ranked in rebound chances per game. You can find that stuff over at uh, NBA Stats. And yeah, I'm assuming he's up around 15 rebound chances per game, which really isn't bad for someone playing 26 minutes, Alex. Uh, it's just a matter of whether he can give you enough production elsewhere. Uh, and even the double-doubles at this time seem pretty scarce. So um, would you say Jeremy Grant, I, don't, I shouldn't use the word priority, but 
does does Jeremy Grant really appeal to you today? He's got a 28% usage rate with Blake Griffin off the floor this season, which I find to be pretty significant, uh, and 1.19 fantasy points per minute. But honestly, dude, I don't know how much Blake Griffin even makes a difference. If you've watched him this year, he's just been a complete afterthought on the floor, unwilling to post up unwilling to really take the ball to the basket and he's just spotting up for three-point attempts so i don't know how much of a difference him and sadiq bay actually are at this rate well blake griffin he's he's uh running the offense a lot even though it doesn't really show in the uh the numbers but he's carrying the ball up the court kind of starting off each possession now with uh him out we expect deal on right i suppose to do that more but jeremy grant might see a little bit more playmaking duties um but it can't hurt okay um let's talk about the cleveland cavaliers last game we had no larry nance uh coming into this one he is questionable so we'll pay attention to we'll get what happens there kevin love remains out obviously they've been really decimated by injuries this season uh, they've been without Sexton and Garland, but they got both of them back. So uh, I guess, Alex, when it comes to Cleveland, we can just uh, assume right now, I think, that Larry Nance is going to be active. Last game with him out, the starting lineup was uh, Okoro. Or no, I'm sorry, was Nance in last game and he missed the game before that? Uh, he missed last game. He did miss last game. Yeah, right? Prince okay. started. Yeah, then I think I pulled the wrong one up on Popcorn Machine. But um, anyway, the, the, the question really is, what are we doing with, with Cleveland, assuming Larry Nance is in, uh, and now you've got a front court rotation that's got a whole lot of bodies? Yeah, I mean, if you're not interested in a 210 over-under, then can I interest you in an Andre Drummond revenge <laughs> game? Uh, but to be honest, like um, Drummond, he's kind of trade bait this year because his, his uh, contract's up. Maybe a contender would be interested, but his salary is super high too, so he'd be hard to move. But still, there is a little bit of incentive for the Cavs to, to showcase him. They did play him alongside Jared Allen a decent amount in the last game, but that appears to be mostly because Torian Prince picked up a couple early fouls. So um, I would have expected them to bring in JaVale McGee uh, at that point, who plays more of a power forward role on this team. But they did bring in Jared Allen, which was interesting. That does open the way for Andre to play good minutes if both him and Allen are playing well. But if Nance is in the rotation, I do expect it to be a little unlikely. But the, the salary's fallen enough on Drummond that he's at least a little intriguing. I think so, too. He's averaging 1.53 DraftKings <laughs> points per minute this year. I mean, really, really spectacular numbers. It's just a matter of whether or not you're going to get enough minutes from him. Like... Since um, since Larry, Na- or I'm sorry, since Jared Allen started playing, when was Jared Allen's first game? Uh, I'm not necessarily sure, but what I do know is that Drummond went from playing 37, 41, 35, and 40 minutes, Alex, to 26, 27, 18, and 28. So if he was playing his normal minutes at this price point, he would be probably the top play on the entire slate, right? Actually, he, sorry, go ahead. Now that I'm looking into it, this uh, this trend of him playing with Allen on the court, it uh, carried over two games ago as well. So I, I do think that increases Drummond's ceiling. And when we look at these Cavs uh, box scores, we got to keep in mind that this game two games ago, like none of the starters played any minutes because they just like 
completely stunk. Yeah. How many minutes did they play together? I mean, like, Consexton like played 16 quarter. minutes. Chetty Osman played 17 minutes. So, like, this game was a complete anomaly. That's so weird. Last game, Jared Allen and Drummond were on the floor a lot together. Yeah. I mean, it was because of the Prince uh, being in foul trouble. Yep. But, uh, yeah, with Nance potentially back, a little bit less likely, but this uh, game two games ago does seem encouraging where they did that again. I'd say this much. If, if Nance is out, that makes me like Drummond a lot more, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I'm just looking at it now, and he had three fouls at the start. He had, he had one foul at halftime and then caught three quick fouls the first four minutes into the third quarter. So it appears as though he would have played his first quarter rotation, which was about eight minutes. Instead, he only played four minutes. So that would have put him up above 30 minutes. Nice. So if Nance is out, uh, I think you're right. If Nance is out, Drummond, he could be in line for about 30, 32 minutes here. And at that price point, you'll take that all day long. Any other thoughts on Cleveland? Uh, Garland is somewhat interesting. He was on a minutes limit. I'm kind of attributing part of that to them being on the back-to-back and him coming back off injury. We saw that last night with Westbrook where – Seemingly, his minutes were more limited than we would have expected on the first end of the back-to-back. So if he goes back to a season average of about 32 minutes a game, he looks like a great player. All right. Let's keep it moving. Sacramento and Orlando, the Kings on the road. Uh, One-and-a-half-point dogs, 220. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The two total. Just looking over any of the headlines, the news here that we should be paying close attention to. Um, nothing significant here outside of Nemanja Bielica, uh is not expected to play in this one. He's questionable, but really he's doubtful. Uh, meanwhile, Hassan Whiteside that uh, he said he thinks he can return to this one. So again, not exactly uh, integral players, Alex, but Nemanja Bielitsa is uh, out being out of the rotation. I don't know. I don't know how much difference it makes given that Marvin Bagley was already beginning to play a lot more minutes recently and taking run away from him anyway. Yeah, I think Bagley is probably the guy that would be interesting here just because he seems to have earned his way into bigger minutes uh, as the season has gone on. His season average is 26.7 minutes per game, but over the last five, he's been at 29. In one game, he had like 35 too, so... Uh, at 5,700 on DraftKings at 6K, there is a little bit of uh, incentive to, to pick him. And uh, I guess Whiteside coming back could throw a wrench in it, but 
White Slides only averaged 12 minutes a game this year, so not a huge factor. Yeah, I think Bagley's really solid. I mean, we've been waiting for these minutes for a long time, right? And he's averaging north of a fantasy point per minute. Orlando defensively is what are they? They're, well, first of all, they play at a very slow pace, which kind of sucks. And and I always try to you know, get away from spots like that if necessary. But they also have a bottom 12 defensive rating. It should balance itself out here. And Bagley's price point is way cheap enough uh, for me to get there. So uh, I'm with you on that one. Anything else for the Kings, though, that you like outside of Bagley? Uh, I think uh, the match versus Orlando, like you were saying, that's pretty tough. So not a lot of value here. All right. On the other side, you got the Orlando Magic. Uh, Nikola Vucevic had been underpriced, felt like every single day on DraftKings. They finally brought him up after that 58 fantasy point game and pretty heavy usage once again. He's 9,200 now. Um, as far as injuries go, Alex, it's kind of just par for the course. Uh, Michael Carter-Williams is questionable, uh, and everybody else seems to be good to go. So not a lot, not a lot doing here with this Orlando Sacramento game. Yeah, uh, Vooch is still kind of interesting. He's been playing a ton of minutes recently. So over the last five, he's averaged thirty-eight minutes a game. Uh, part of that was due to like Aaron Gordon missed the game and some other lack of depth. But he looks like a strong option today. Aaron Gordon has been playing pretty well and he's kind of the backup point guard in this uh team now so whenever Cole Anthony is not on the floor Aaron Gordon's kind of the facilitator and his assist numbers have spiked pretty considerably so he looks like a nice play and then uh Cole Anthony has been seeing his minutes steadily creep up so that's a little bit interesting but on big slate not a priority all right Let's just keep going then because this next one is where things begin to get interesting. Brooklyn and Atlanta. You had the Brooklyn Nets on the road uh, as six-point favorites, 238-point total. We're seeing huge totals for these Nets games recently uh, because defensively they're not stout, but they've got a pretty prolific set, uh, trio of basketball players in Harden, Durant, and Kyrie Irving. They're playing at a top-five pace uh, I'd be interested to see what they're, what pace they're playing at with all three of them, but we just don't have enough information yet to really get a good read. Uh, but, you know, they are one of the best offensive teams in the league, ranked top five in, in offensive rating. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, also another team that is going to play at an elevated pace with a pretty underwhelming defense, hence the 238-point implied total here, Al, or over-under, what are we doing with the Brooklyn Nets, given just these three expensive, very talented players that might be difficult to get to again? Yeah, I don't think they're a huge priority because of that. I mean, it's all pricing that, that makes the guy appealing or not. And we've seen, uh, in particular, James Harden had a really disappointing game the last time out. His usage over the last five games has only been 23%. So that's not really the Harden we're used to. Um, where Durant and Irving's numbers are less affected to some extent, but I just don't, uh, I don't love that they have three guys that all like take more ISO possessions. That's uh, going to hurt the assist numbers for each of them. Yeah, the problem is it's going to be difficult with three guys that command the basketball so much to 
really give us the type of numbers we need. Uh, and it, it's unfortunate because I was hoping that they had played all four games together since Kyrie Irving returned, but Kevin Durant missed one of them. So to run these queries, I'm going to have to you know, get a little bit different here. But uh, James Harden in those four games is averaging 1.07 fantasy points per minute, 1.18 fantasy points per minute, or DraftKings points per minute for Irving, 1.38 for, um, for Kevin Durant. From a usage standpoint, Harden's at 20%, Irving's at 29%, and Kevin Durant, excuse me, is at 28%. So Harden's taken a pretty significant hit with the arrive, with the return of Kyrie Irving. Yeah, definitely. He, he's already – I mean, his whole season numbers have like pretty disappointing compared to what we're used to. So moving to a team where you got two star players next to him instead of one – kind of setting him up for having a little bit of a disappointing season. Yeah, but man, two, a 20% usage rate. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. All right. Uh, on the Atlanta side of the basketball, Trey Young, yesterday, not great, not bad, but, uh, you know, he once again eclipsed the 50, point, uh, 50 fantasy point mark, 12-23 shooting, 36 minutes in that win over the shorthanded uh, COVID-ravaged L.A. Clippers. Now they've got Brooklyn today. Again, second leg of a back-to-back. Cam Reddish went from probable to questionable to out yesterday. So this is one that you're going to want to pay pretty close attention to. Gallinari seems to be back at full strength. And Clint Capella, who was questionable, also played. So really the only thing looming here would be Cam Reddish. And it's not a huge deal. Uh, Do you like Atlanta today in a game with a monster, monster total? Oh, I don't love them. I mean... The matchup versus Brooklyn is amazing, but the prices on these guys seem to be quite high. Like, for instance, DeAndre Hunter is $6,500 on DraftKings, and Kevin Herter is six k. Uh, not the 9500 that he used to be, but still a bit high. Um, and then Capella, especially, his prices have soared. So really, I'm left with Trey Young at 9200 on DraftKings being somewhat appealing, but... He's not quite the stat sufferer as some of the other guys in that range. Okay. Um, oh, yeah, and I'm sorry. So just being that it's on a back-to-back, I don't know if Danilo Gallinari is going to play this one. Um, I don't know if he will because I don't think he, – he hasn't played a back-to-back all season. So uh, I saw someone saying that he's doubtful. I don't – I hadn't seen confirmation of that yet. If you see it, Alex – Feel free to mention it, but it doesn't really make a big difference either way. Yeah. So uh, I, I like Trey Young today. Just a high scoring game. Could be a monster shootout here. They have a 116 point implied total. That's really high. Uh, and it's not like it's not like the 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 Nets are are monster favorites. They're six point favorites. These teams played each other, I thought, recently, but I guess I was wrong. Uh, unless they did and Trey Young was out, that could have been the case. But uh, nevertheless, I think Trey Young here at 9,200, even on a 12-game slate, I'm willing to entertain that a little bit, especially uh, if his ownership is low. What do we have his ownership at? It's got to be – got to be – re- pull up here. Um, 6.7. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Well, Sold. I think think pieces of Trey Young at 6.7 makes some sense just because he is a a monster. Jordan, did you spill something? 
Oh, you got like 19 <laughs> tissues in your hand, man. That's not normal. No, no. Some, or, or something else. Uh, anything else for Brooklyn and uh, Atlanta? Uh, not, not the most exciting game, despite the high pace. All right, let's move it to Denver and Milwaukee. We've got the Denver Nuggets on the road. Or, I'm sorry, Denver and Miami. Denver uh, five-point favorites against the Miami Heat. 220-and-a-half total. And I'm sure you're you're wondering why, or you already know why they're five point road favorites, and that's because the um, the Miami Heat continue to deal with with injuries and COVID protocols. Really sucks, man. They have just been absolutely demolished by these COVID nineteen protocols. And on the other side, with Denver, you don't really have anything to worry about. Michael Porter's back, coming off a a monster game, 30, uh, 30 points in twenty seven minutes. Everybody else is healthy, Alex. And, you know, now you've got a Murray, Porter, Jokic-led team going in against the Miami Heat team that continues to lose guys and not get players back because of this COVID-19 stuff. Yeah, I mean, Denver looks like uh, they're in a pretty good spot versus Miami. The one guy that's really popping is Nikola Jokic. Uh, I think that uh, his price has fallen a good amount compared to his season numbers, and I, I don't know exactly why. It looks like over the last few games, his permanent production hasn't been quite as good, but uh, he's averaging 36 minutes a game almost, and uh, uh, he I'm not sure why his price has gone down. So he, he looks like an appealing option. The only thing that's scaring me a little bit is that now that Michael Porter is coming off the bench – we have Jamichael Green playing more minutes at the five, and he's been pretty heavily relied upon by the Nuggets. So I'm kind of wondering if they'll eat into Jokic's minutes a tiny bit, which could make him a little bit less appealing. Okay. So <laughs> would you say you have any options for Denver that really stand out as top plays today? I think Jokic is a top play. Yeah, and he usually is. Yeah. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> is seeing his price point come up a lot. And I, I think that might be a little bit tough to get to, but he played 35 minutes against Phoenix uh, and then only 28 against Dallas. So I'm not necessarily sure if, if Mike Malone has found that sweet spot for, for his playing time yet, but man, he's good. If you had to play Michael Porter Jr. at 7K or Gordon Hayward at 7,500, would you go Porter or would you go Gordon Hayward? Go Gordon Hayward. I just think that... Um... Porter's minutes, he's going to really have to play well to, to get some extra minutes because that game where he played 35 is double OT. So yep. uh, I think what you're going to see, uh, Paul Millsap has been playing about 21 minutes a game. When he comes off the court, I think it's going to be Porter. So it's not going to equal a ton of minutes. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough for him to get there. But, man, he's a good player. Uh, Jimmy Butler from Miami is out uh, he's been out. He hasn't played a game since the 9th of January. It's just brutal. Tyler Harrow, meanwhile, dealing with that neck injury, he's questionable. So we're going to have to pay very close attention to this. Uh, and then Goran Dragic had a left groin strain and is questionable for this one as well. I mean, the list just goes on for this team, Alex, and it's not going to get any easier for them tonight against Denver. Yeah. I mean, it, it's been tough with Jimmy Butler out and then, Hero also being out. We've been seeing some big games from none. Dragic has been a little disappointing. But now if Hero's back, that's going to put a, uh, a stop to our fun probably. And those guys' minutes are going to drop. 
the one guy that has been really interesting has been Bam Adebayo. Just playing with really high usage, he gets a lot of assists and rebounds, so he does the whole shebang. Um, so he's still appealing, but center is pretty stacked, so he's probably one of the uh, lower priorities. Okay. So this game, or I'm sorry, the Miami Heat are a very low priority for you in general? Uh, Bam out of bios, particular. I mean, everyone else is pretty off the radar right. for me, unless Hero is out again. Yeah, I mean, if if Tyler Hero and Goran Dragic are out, then it starts to get a little bit more interesting, right? Because you're looking at Kendrick Nunn, whose prices obviously come up a little bit, but coming off of 35 minutes uh, last game, not particularly good, but you would assume that the minutes are going to be significant. Um, and Gabe Vincent is also questionable, Alex. So it is possible that Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic, we already know Butler, uh, and Gabe Vincent are all out for this game. That would leave them with Kendrick Nunn as your only like truly capable ball-handling guard here against the Denver Nuggets. That would make things really ugly because you're not telling Duncan Robinson to bring the ball up the court. Well, the guy I'd be looking at, uh, also questionable, but Avery Bradley has played a pretty big role for this team. And he's definitely a guy that can dish out assists. So he hasn't been playing that role this year, but I think that he'd be pretty underpriced if uh, Dragic and uh, Hero are out. All right. I'd personally still be willing to get to Kendrick Nunn at that price point because I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he played 40 minutes if all those guys are out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Avery Bradley's significantly cheaper. None Lakers, would be a good play, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. None would be a good play if they're out, for sure. Yeah. Uh, Lakers and Philadelphia, the Philadelphia 76ers, three-point dogs at home, 221.5 total. I am personally pretty excited for this game. LeBron James questionable, which means he's going to play. (laughs) He's played through that questionable tag all year long. I honestly don't know what the point of it is at this point, Uh, but here we are once again. Anthony Davis also questionable. He's been on the injury report most of the season too, and uh, I would assume that with that ankle injury or whatever they're saying it is this time he's going to play as well uh but the lakers have kind of been a difficult team to peg for for DraftKings and fandle for dfs purposes alex which i think has led to decreased ownership on these guys and now their salaries coming down a little bit but lebron went from 9300 against cleveland to 9900 uh and anthony davis has actually gone from 9,200 down to 9,000. So he's going one direction. LeBron's going the other against a good Sixers defense. Yeah, I mean, this one's probably one of the the less appealing games, I think, because uh, two really good teams playing against each other, especially if Embiid's in, uh, that hurts the Lakers on the offensive end. So LeBron being about 10K. AD, as you're saying, he's seen his price drops 9K. That's a little bit more appealing, but... Uh, given how many options we have on this slate, I probably won't be going to the Lakers again unless there is an injury. Are you going to the 76ers for anything, starting with Joel Embiid? Because I think this game is going to be really fun to watch, but it is not a game I'm particularly enthusiastic about from a DFS standpoint. But, man, when Embiid is out there, he is putting up monster performances uh, day in, or night in and night out. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, and without him on the floor, this is just a bad basketball team. So I would assume that he's going to get every opportunity once again. It's a matter of whether or not he's going to be able to produce. Yeah, I think that MB is pretty interesting. We've seen in competitive games, he's played more minutes and... With uh, Philly being the home team here, this game has a 2.5 spread, so a very good chance that this one's competitive. And Embiid, uh, I mean, center is stacked, so not uh, the best priced option, but if they if they get a couple extra minutes uh, between Embiid, LeBron, and AD, they start looking decent. Okay. Do you like Philadelphia anywhere else? I think uh, with Embiid back, that kind of – Hurts numbers of everyone else, so not uh, good options for me. Yeah, Ben Simmons has essentially just decided not to shoot, right? <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't attempted more than 10 shots in seven straight games. He's attempted less than 10 shots in seven of his last nine. Uh, without Joel Embiid, it was pretty just disgraceful, too. Like, guy has no interest, no interest. I honestly don't know what to make of it at this point, but I can tell you that when Joel Embiid is out going forward, just there's unless Ben Simmons' price point comes down into the 6K range, I have no interest in getting there whatsoever. Uh, but it's a tough matchup. I don't think that uh, – I, I think both sides of this game are going to be difficult. Seth Curry is expected to play, which means that, you know, you're getting more from him, more usage from him. Uh, and then Tobias Harris, there's a lot of mouths to feed on this team. If I'm going anywhere, it's obviously Joel Embiid because he could drop 40-20 against anyone. Uh, and when Embiid is coming in at very low ownership like he is today at 5.9%, that makes me at least somewhat intrigued by the upside and the ceiling game from someone that we've seen do it a lot lately just this season. All right, Milwaukee and Toronto, Alex. The Milwaukee Bucks are where we at six and a half point favorites against the Raptors 226 total. They've been pretty healthy all season and nothing really changes today. Uh, any love for the Bucks in uh, Toronto? Um, I think, uh, I mean, if it was a year ago and we had the conference finals rematch, then I would, but with that a year in the past, we can't rely on that narrative. Um, but I think uh, it's a good competitive one. Giannis has been playing pretty good minutes in those uh, closer games, so he's a little bit intriguing. But another one where two two pretty good teams matched up against each other. So if Siakam is out again, then maybe there's some value on the Toronto side. All right. What about the Toronto side? Talk to me. 
So uh, I think Siakam's questionable when he was out. We saw big minutes from Norman Powell, whose price has climbed a lot. Um, so I guess the guy I'd go to would probably be Kyle Lowry or Van Vliet, just kind of banking on a little bit of extra usage with Siakam out. Um, Stanley Johnson played 25 minutes off the bench, and Boucher played 29. So uh, it looks like Stanley Johnson is not even cheap. So probably wouldn't go there, but Boucher – has been pretty good when he gets some minutes. Yeah, and uh, once again, Chris Boucher started the second half. Uh, the crazy thing is if you look at his second half rotation, he played a ton of minutes. He played 22 minutes, or sorry, 21 minutes in the second half. That's a lot. Played uh, nine and a half minutes in the first half, uh, for, sorry, third quarter, and then over 11 minutes in the fourth quarter. So that's uh, significant, but it's really tough to know what Nick Nurse plans on doing with him uh, and who's going to start. Maybe one day we're going to see Chris Boucher get the nod here, but I don't know if it would be the most shocking thing. I guess, you know, I guess it probably would be pretty unprecedented just given what we've seen, but this Brooklyn Nets team, their center position is not one where you have a good rebounding traditional center. You have a stretch five in Brooke Lopez who, is a good defender, but doesn't really do much in terms of rebounding and doesn't live under the basket. Could we see more Boucher minutes today uh, against this this Milwaukee front court? I certainly think we could. Now it's a risk, but um, you know, if, if you're getting Bobby Portis in there with backup five minutes, it, it wouldn't shock me at all, Alex, to see um, to see Toronto and Nick Nurse go a little bit smaller today, given Milwaukee's front court situation. Yeah, definitely. Um, Aaron Baines, in particular, maybe uh, wouldn't fit in very well in that game environment. So I like that. Maybe Boucher getting on the court a little bit earlier. Did you know that Boucher's nickname is Swatter Boy? I just saw that on Basketball Reference. Is it really? (laughs) I had no idea. That's a good one. Yeah, that's great. Makes me want to roster him even more now. (laughs) Uh, But, look, if, if I can get 30 minutes from him, uh, I'm willing at least to take some shots in tournaments. He played 30 minutes, uh, but the la- but he's a risk. Just to understand that Chris Boucher is always going to be uh, a massive risk. And obviously I would like to know that Siakam is out just to, uh, you know, give a, a slight opportunity for more usage there. That would be nice. Anything else for this one? Uh, no. All right. Boston and San Antonio. The San Antonio Spurs at home, four-point dogs, 223 total. Pretty high total here. It's come down a little bit since the Open, but we'll start with the road team in Boston. Uh, You're going to get Kemba Walker back after being out for rest the other day. You got Jason Tatum back. Finally, this team beginning to get healthy. I feel like I say it about every team because so many of them have dealt, have been dealt massive blows earlier in the year. Do you like anything from Boston? Uh, I'm Boston. Kemba Walker looks like he's uh, quite underpriced. He's been working his way back from the injury. Uh, last game, he was out because it was the second end of a back-to-back. But before that game, let's see, he played uh, 13 first-half minutes. So um, I'm just trying to figure out what the minutes are going to be for Walker today because – if he's off his minutes limit, I think he's going to be a great play. And uh, he's a f- 
couple three games back, uh, four games already since his injury. His high minutes was 28. So last year he averaged about 31. If he gets up to that level, I think he's a smash play. Okay. Any smash plays on the San Antonio side of the ball? Um, on San Antonio, uh, not anyone too exciting unless we get some more news. Boston isn't a great matchup, but DeJounte Murray is a pretty intriguing fantasy guy because he kind of does a little bit of everything. The minutes haven't been like super secure, but uh, he, he's decent. Kevin Stadler with the super chat. <laughs> Thanks, brother. He says multiple hits this weekend. Keep up the great work, fellas. Appreciate it. I'll get the golf boys later on as well. I wonder if this is someone using the Kevin Stadler approach and then making it his name because we obviously know the, the troll super chats with the Kevin Stadler questions. But whoever you are, much appreciate the support. And uh, congrats on the multiple hits this weekend. That's great to hear. Nice. Yep. Do you have anything else you want to talk about with the Spurs or Boston? Well, I'm excited for Stadler to make his PGA return <laughs> this week. Uh, and I, I was looking for him in the NBA player pool. I couldn't find him. I don't know what the deal is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, guys, No House Advantage is about to be running some really big contests, and we hope that you would join us and them for this because uh, it's the biggest contest that have been run yet at No House Advantage. If you haven't downloaded the app yet, you definitely want to get around to doing that. Uh, if you're wondering, oh, and by the way, the, the greatest thing before I even jump into what it is, is we have our projections at awesomeo.com for No House Advantage that are entirely free. It's peer-to-peer prop betting, right? So you have prop bets um, and they're, they're instead of just going on the DraftKings or FanDuel and betting a prop, you know, a ton of juice on the over, and then it keeps changing because it's getting bet up and things are happening. At No House Advantage, those lines stay exactly what they were at when they released. So if it's like a Wednesday for a football, let's say the Super Bowl, things change. Something gets bet up everywhere else or, or bet down and, and you see crazy movement. With this, you can get the edge by looking at the projections we have and being able to take them and apply it to what lines are stale over at No House Advantage. And it sounds easy, but it's it, it sounds easy that everybody would be doing it, but they're not. Because the people I talk to that, that have signed up keep winning money over there. Uh, and I think that's that's the key. It doesn't matter where you're winning money or how much it is, as long as you're consistently winning. And it's in a contest form. So if you have a specific prop that you really like, you'd put it at the top, your highest confidence prop. That's the one you feel best about. You get a certain amount of points for that one. You'd get less for the one underneath that, less for the one underneath that. I think you have eight questions or eight props that you can do in like a GPP style contest. Uh, And really the great part is that if you use a promo, you're going to get some free money, which uh, I think everybody is looking for. Use the promo code AWESOMO. When you sign up, you get $20 in free play, A-W-E-S-E-M-O. And no House Advantage is now matching your first deposit of up to $200. It's an exclusive offer. Make sure to take advantage of it uh, tonight and uh, check out some of these big contests. There's $25,000 in cash, uh, completely free. One of those is coming up. Um, I'm trying to think. I think there's a lot more, Alex. But essentially, if you haven't signed up yet, go to No House Advantage, download the app, check it out, and make some money. Use the promo code AWESOMO. All right, we've got four games to go, making decent time here. 
Washington at New Orleans. We've got the Washington Wizards, seven and a half point dogs, 227 point over on this show. Expected high scoring game here. Wizards on the second of a back to back. We talked a lot. This is a high, uh, a high, a fast paced team and a bottom ranked defense. That's going to open things up for the Pels. But let's start with the Wizards. What are we doing with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook? That's the biggest question here. Yeah, I think that uh, Westbrook probably just kind of putting the pieces together. They limited his minutes to 28 last night because of the back-to-back. So I expect him to be limited again tonight and probably unplayable in a 12-game slate. Uh, Bradley Beal, man, his salary has gone up so much. He's like 10K. So, I mean, he's a great player. And he can definitely pay that off, but I don't think he's a great play at that salary. So I, I might just uh, lay off the Wizards tonight. Okay, interesting. Laying out, laying out the Wizards entirely, huh? Well, I mean, with the rest of the team, I, I can't remember if uh, if the COVID guys are officially out because that'll make a difference. But I don't think we have official word yet. I was looking for the same thing. I couldn't find anything official. So, yeah, that would make a pretty big difference. Yeah, if um, I mean, Anthony Gill kind of played uh, well for a 3K player last night in the starting lineup, but on a 12-game slate, I don't really see it. Um, Jerome Robinson and Garrison Matthews have been good off the bench, but their prices have increased significantly, so I don't see a lot of value here. Agreed. And the guys we're waiting on, you have have Moritz Wagner, Mo Wagner, Davis Bertans, Rui Hachimura, uh, Denny Avdia, I can't get it right. No matter how many times I can't get the name right. Avdia and, uh, a couple of others. So Troy Brown Jr. is another one of them. Ish Smith is another one. So yeah, we're going to have to look. That's why we have the deep dive, the deeper dive. That's why Adam has the deeper dive. That's free on the site at awesome every single day. Um, we have that for these reasons, the live before lock show. So when news breaks, uh, we've got you covered. Check it out. We're going to go live today at 5 p.m. all the way up to 7 p.m. lock. Um, what about the Pelicans? It's just a really good matchup from a pace standpoint, from a, from an offensive versus defensive rating standpoint. But now the question becomes, is it an Ingram day? Is it a Zion day? Is it a Bledsoe day? Is it a Lonzo day? Who are we going to for the Pels? Yeah, I think they uh... – they look like good plays because of the matchup, but not great ones uh, unless we get some more news. But Ingram and Zion, definitely the guys that I'd be looking at. Um, I mean, I don't have a, a ton to, to say because nothing's really changed on this team, but at around 8K and 7.5K on DraftKings and FanDuel, those guys look like they're underpriced a little bit. That's all you got for the Pels? The other thing I'll mention is, um, is Alonzo has had these trade rumors swirling around him. So I'm a little bit worried they're not going to run him out big minutes. Um, so that might be a guy I fade. All right. OKC in Phoenix. The Oklahoma City Thunder in Phoenix coming into this one as six-point dogs, 219 total. What are we doing with the Oklahoma City Thunder today? So I, I'm not sure if uh, Horford and George Hill are back for this one. Um, so that's going to be big if they are. I mean, 
honestly, it's probably not a team we're looking at a ton regardless, but um, I know Hamadou Diallo was a popular play last time the Thunder were on the slate. That kind of puts a, uh, a question mark in his playing time. Uh, Shea Gilchrist-Alexander is a great player, but his price has gone up, and on a 12-game slate, I, I don't see it. Okay. Yeah, Al Horford, this is a big one here. He's been out personal reasons. If he doesn't play, that'll certainly change a lot. Um, or, or, yeah, maybe not a ton, but but enough to where we'd have to talk about it. Uh, and then George Hill, also questionable for this one. It's another spot where we're just waiting on news to see if it can make a uh, – if it can pin, put a dent in anything. Say Gilgis Alexander, his price tag's coming up. He's been pretty solid, but on a, on a slate this big – that price point feels a little bit, a little bit tough to get to, Alex, on on a twelve game slate. Definitely, yeah. I mean, we were really looking for those guys that are benefiting from injuries, or just guys that soak up a ton of salary that are really solid, like a Jokic. So he kind of falls in that middle range that's a little bit less valuable. All right, so this next one starts to get a little bit more interesting. Uh, with twelve games, you're just going to get some that don't have a lot of appeal. But on on the the sun side of the ball, Devin Booker has been ruled out of this one. So, uh, really, the big question here is what type of what type of gains do we see in value, and what type of bumps do we see for some of these non Devin Booker guards today, whether at the point or at the shooting guard position? What do you say? Yeah, I think Phoenix is probably the best team to target today. Um... Because of, of the injury to Booker, that's a lot more usage to go around and minutes. So what we saw is Jay Crowder and Cameron Johnson both were in the starting lineup together uh, last game. They both had the opportunity to play big minutes. And then Abdel Nader saw a bump off the bench in his minutes. And, um, and the one guy whose minutes weren't affected at all were Chris Paul because it feels like Cameron Payne and him don't really play on the court at the same time, but his usage and assist should be uh, positively affected. So he looks like a nice play. Mikhail Bridges was in foul trouble, so he didn't play a lot of minutes, but I think uh, that was kind of a flash in the pan. So he looks like a great play. Aiden with potentially more usage looks like a really good play. And then Cameron Johnson, uh, Jay Crowder, and Nader all look solid too. Dario, or sorry, Chris Paul has played 160 minutes with Devin Booker off the floor this season, 22% usage rate, but the assist rate has been absurd. 49% assist rate with no Devin Booker uh, and 1.2 fantasy points per minute. Really not bad numbers there, or DraftKings points per minute, sorry. Those are solid enough numbers to get to at 7,600 for sure. Uh, and you know, Chris Paul, look at his last game against Denver. You were you were alluding to that to the last game that they played uh, with Devin Booker sideline. They played Denver in back to back games, back to back days. But on that second game without Booker, Chris Paul really went off. Twenty field goal attempts, thirteen assists, twenty one points, nine rebounds. Came one rebound shy of a triple double with two steals on the day. Uh, his best performance, as far as I recall, on the entire season. So. Uh, I, I like Chris Paul quite a bit today. And honestly, he's only 15% projected ownership, Alex. So maybe I'm a little more bullish on him than, than I should be or than everyone else is. But 1.2 fantasy points per minute uh, against this OKC team when Chris Paul playing uh, played 39 and 42 minutes. I know 
One of those was the double overtime game, but still a, a ton of run for Chris Paul with, with, uh, over the last couple ones. Yeah, the other one was overtime as well. So. Single overtime, right? Yeah. I yeah mean, so you're still getting 34 minutes from him in the yeah. one. I, I think he's still – yeah, he's he, – I don't know if the minutes are going to change significantly with Booker out because Cameron Payne, they seem to – to keep him steady in his role off the bench. And I don't know if they play it together on the court, but uh, I, I still think Chris Paul is a great play because of the usage and assist bump. Sure. And, and to be clear, I don't think they're going to change either. I'm just, all I was saying is that Chris Paul is getting pretty decent minutes regardless and could yeah. play 36 minutes in regulation if the game's competitive. So uh, I like that. Who would you say your top options from the Suns are since you said this is your favorite team to choose from today? Cameron Johnson looks like a really easy plug and play because of his price point at 4,800 on DraftKings and 4,600 on FanDuel. Like you need players like that to be able to like stand under the cap. Um, Mikhail Bridges are, are, I guess it's probably, yeah, Mikhail. Uh, he's someone I feel like might get overlooked a tiny bit because of the foul trouble game. I think he's a really good value. And then, Abdel Nader is picking up like insane ownership somehow because he's the only 3K player that's a decent play. Uh, that scares me a little bit, but it is uh, advantageous to be able to fit in a ton of studs by going to play like him. Man, that scares me a lot. <laughs> yeah, he played. He played 30 minutes last game, which is just absurd, and he played almost all of both overtime periods. So really in regulation, he played closer to 20. Ah, that's tough. I mean, who do you think really benefits the most here? Like Nader, if you took him out, if you took out that overtime game or if you took out the double overtime, he's playing around what, 21 minutes. And he did essentially nothing while he was out on the floor. He averaged less than a fantasy point per minute. I can't help but think that if his ownership is going to be that high, that might be a good spot to to, to shy away from. Yeah, I, I like the, the the thought there. It's just that, like, when I've actually come down to building my lineups, I find out I, I get a lot of these 3K guys that absolutely stink just because, like, of the guys you can get around them. It's just that there's very few guys below 4K these days that are good plays at all, so... If he's out there 20 minutes, maybe he's the bunch of the best of the bunch. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll take your word for it. Um, just feels it's, it's scary. <laughs> Definitely. It's real scary playing Abdul Nader. Um, averaging, I think, what is he like? 0.63 or 0.6 some fantasy points per minute this season. But yeah, there's not a lot of value out there. And maybe, I don't know, I, I guess, the balanced approach, 0.69 fantasy points per minute. Maybe a balanced approach doesn't work today. We've got two games to go, Alex. Dallas and Utah and Minnesota Golden State. We'll start it off with Dallas and the Utah Jazz. Uh, the Mavericks are three-point dogs, 223-point total. Of course, Utah coming off last night's home win against the New York Knicks. They're on the second leg of a back-to-back. Uh, and the Dallas Mavericks, who have also been down a key number of guys recently, a big number of semi-key guys lately, they are questionable today. So Josh Richardson, uh, questionable. Finney Smith, Maxi Kleber, Dwight Powell, all questionable for this one. They've been out for quite some time. I'm sorry, uh, Maxi Kleber remains out. 
Dwight Powell remains questionable. So it leaves us with Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic once again in a, a pretty difficult matchup. But Luka's price point has come down. Or I'm sorry, Porzingis has seen his price point stay pretty reasonable given his production. Uh, I just don't love this spot for them. Maybe you can change my mind. Yeah, I mean, Utah is one of the toughest matchups in the league. And then you have um, the guys potentially coming back from COVID tonight. Uh, I think Josh Richardson, Dwight Powell, and Dorian Finney-Smith are all questionable tonight. I don't think that'll impact Luca or Porzingis, but that pretty much makes everyone else unplayable. But Luca, in particular, is one of those guys that's a nice guy to just kind of spend all your extra salary on if you go for all the value plays. So I think he has some value tonight. Okay. On the Utah side, it's tough to get to a lot of these guys. Donovan Mitchell's price point uh, is beginning to trend upwards. He had a miserable shooting game yesterday, three for 15, despite the big win over the Knicks. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich is seeing a near 6K price point, and he's been as unpredictable as you can imagine. Two for 10 shooting, three for 13 shooting, 411, four for 11. He's shooting really poorly this season, and he had a couple games that you know bounced him back up a little bit. But uh, the crazy thing is, he's shooting 36.8% from the field and 36.8% from three point range. So I mean, I just I look at this entire team, Alex, and I feel like there are warts on pretty much every player. But maybe you have some interest in a Rudy Gobert at 7,200. Anything, anything on the Jazz that you like today? I think in the night slate, maybe these guys would be interesting. Uh, Joe Ingles played more minutes back to his kind of normal rotation last night, so that was an encouraging sign. Mike Conley, um, the price is pretty good at 6,100, but the minutes variance is low because of his rotation. So don't really like that on a 12-game slate. And then Gobert, he looks like a good play, but um, the center position is a little bit tough. So I might not uh, really go to him tonight. Okay. I guess then it's time to close this one out. Making pretty decent timing. I'm, I'm impressed nice. by this. Uh, a lot of games that just really aren't that great, though, Alex. So Minnesota could be a little bit different. Minnesota, uh, without Carl Anthony Towns, they're eight-and-a-half-point dogs to the Warriors, 228-point total, though, uh, which puts them with an implied total of 109.8, 118.3 for Golden State. Uh, again, no Carl Anthony Towns. D'Angelo Russell with that quad injury is questionable. I would not be surprised if he sits this one out. Uh, and then, out, you know, Wancho Hernan Gomez is still out. Jared Culver not to say that this is the, the biggest injury, of course, but he is uh, also out for this one. So they've got a decent amount of players that are either out or could be out today. What are your thoughts on Minnesota going into this matchup with the Warriors? Well, I think D'Angelo Russell is um, going to be a big difference here, whether he plays or not. Uh, when he was out, Ricky Rubio had the possibility of big minutes and also – being more of a facilitator than he is with Russell on the court. So I think he'd be a good guy to take a shot on. Malik Beasley would also get uh, a usage bump. So I think he'd be pretty solid. And Edwards is kind of this wild card off the bench that hasn't really been able to put it all together yet, but uh, intriguing talent. 
But because of this injury that Russell has, it's listed as a quadriceps bruise, and he's already been out since the 23rd. So I think that four days is probably enough time to heal. I mean, I don't have any read on the severity, but that doesn't sound very bad. So I wouldn't bank on him not playing. Okay. So would you have any top options from Minnesota? No, I, I, I think if Russell sat, then it'd be kind of interesting. But if he plays, that, that really puts a uh, stop to the fun. Okay. Yeah, Malik Beasley, 30 minutes in that blowout loss to the same Warriors team in Golden State last time out. Uh, he did get up 18 field goal attempts, got to the line six times, and had 30 points. So uh, if Russell sits, I think Beasley at 6,700. Is he a remarkable play? No, but he's a fine enough play in a game that has a total that's almost upwards of 230. So uh, to me, Beasley is the guy that's going to be the gunner in this situation. Really high usage rate last time out. Uh, I would assume he leads the team in usage again uh, if that's the case. But, of course, we have to wait to see if D'Angelo Russell is active. What about the Warriors here? I guess we can start nowhere else or none other than Stephen Curry. He's um, he's good, Alex. <laughs> but – He's had some really underwhelming games this year. And like he's had more decent games than really great games uh, or even really good games for his price point. But we're going to, you know, people are going to keep playing Steph Curry for good reason. And uh, I think everyone's just waiting for that huge performance. He's attempted double digit threes in all but uh, two of his last nine games. So that game is looming. It's coming. We just got to wait for it. That's wild that uh, he had double-digit threes in a lot of games. So, uh, Seven I, of his last nine, 10 wow. plus three-point attempts. Uh, that uh, is remarkable. Uh, I mean, I think he's uh, he's pretty well-priced, too, at 9,300 on DraftKings and 9,600 on FanDuel. Going up against a team in the Timberwolves that is particularly bad uh, on the defensive end, so... I think they go into him, Draymond Green, whose usage has been up recently, or Kelly Oubre and Wiggins. They all look solid. The one guy I would fade is last game. Kevon Looney saw the start over Wiseman, so I feel like Wiseman, unless we get the news that he's starting, I'd probably lay off on. Kevon Looney, minimum salary. If he starts again, are you willing to entertain it? Probably not. He played 19 minutes in this uh, game where he started. So let's see. The first half, he played 10 minutes. That's uh, that's not going to be particularly exciting. Yeah, and the problem that I have there, too, is that he's only center eligible. Yeah. And that center position is is a pretty, pretty valued position where you want to be able to get good players in there. Generally, there's very good value. Uh, so, yeah, it was – it, it was not exactly what you're looking for. And I'm assuming that, I, I don't know, I'm assuming that one of Green or, or Pascal or somebody played some other center minutes because uh, Wiseman and Looney only made up like 34% of minutes there. So uh, with yeah. Marquise Chris out, it had to have been one of those other guys. Not that it matters. But uh, Draymond Green did play 30 minutes. Uh, He's just like he's clearly not the same as he was before. Is there any interest at that discounted price point uh, that would that would make him at least somewhat valuable today, or is it a stay away spot? Yeah, I'm, I'm into Draymond Green. I think that uh, 
His usage at the start of the season was abnormally low. Over the last five, it's been 15%. That was close to his mark last year, 15.5. So I'm thinking that he's back to normal in that regard. His assist percentage is 32%, which is really good. That's the highest on the team. So I do think that he can pay off that $5,300 price tag. All right, guys, remember all of our shows available in podcast form. If you don't say have YouTube premium, you don't want to close it, put it in your pocket. Uh, Sometimes you just want to listen to something without having to look at it with your phone closed, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're driving, you got your phone plugged in, you do an Apple play, whatever, AirPlay. Uh, Go ahead and check it out in podcast form. Just search Awesome, A-W-E-S-E-M-O. And uh Leave a review and a rating while you're at it. Of course, guys, hit that thumbs up today before you leave and subscribe to the channel. It's greatly appreciated. And you are the reason we're making a strong push to 50K. We're 500 away. It's an exciting time to be alive, uh, to see all of the growth at Awesome over the past couple of years. And remember, awesomeo.com slash join everything we have, all of the tools built by this man himself. I hope I'm pointing in the right direction. (laughs) Maybe Maybe it's this way or this way, but it's Alex Baker. Awesome. Uh, all of the tools that he built to win a lot of money are on the site from ownership to project player projections, the top stack tool, the boom bust tool, the lineup builder. You can get the fantasy cruncher add on, which is spectacular. All our premium articles and so much more. Uh, just look at the top of the leaderboards. You'll see the awesome avatars a lot. This one right here, people winning money with the tools that we have at awesome. We'd love to have you join the community. And if you do, Join Slack and be sure to check out our office hours where pros like Alex and Adam and Steve DeCults, uh, Steve Buzzard, as known as DeCults, uh, Jazz Raz, uh, um, Ben Ross, all of these guys answering your questions in a far more intimate setting than just plucking them off of the super chats. So check it out. If you have any questions, uh, you can tw- uh, DM me at Lafayette underscore D on Twitter, L-O-U-G-H-Y underscore D. And we will see you back here next time on the Strategy Show. Stick around throughout the day. Lots of programming coming up here on the Awesome o YouTube channel. Peace. Love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.